so tonight is a special night. I'm, I'm thankful that Pastor Steve is here. I'm a little bit nervous because I've never preached. I've never been on this side of the, the microphone. Um, but I've learned a lot from you because I've been watching you preach for many years. Um, and I'm thankful for your leadership. And I'm thankful that you believe in all of these teenagers as much as we do. Um, so thank you. Because we, we wouldn't be here without you taking a hold of the call that God gave you um, and, then, and then running for it and going for it. So, so thank you. And, and yeah, come on. Guys, look, look, what, look, what, look what God did when two people, Pastor Steve and Beth, said yes to the call that God gave them. Look at this place. Isn't it amazing what God can do with, with some faithful people? Is there any faithful people in here tonight? Awesome. All right. I'm starting my timer now. And that's for you. It's not for me because I'll talk all night, but you guys don't want me to. Um, All right. So today, I want to ask you a question. Do you know that your life has purpose? This is a question. We talk about purpose a lot at church, don't we? There's a reason for that. But I'm, I'm wondering tonight, do you know, does your life have purpose? Do you know? Yes? Does your life purpose? Yes, it does. That question is a yes or no question. Does your life have purpose? And if you have been raised in the church or spent some time at church before, you've heard that question before, right? Have you heard, does my life have purpose? Have you asked yourself that question? Have you heard that question? I mean, I know everybody's hands up in their own head, so you can put them up like in person too, because it's okay to question that. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, like this morning when I slept past my alarm, I'm like, man, what is my purpose? But that's a yes or no question. And it, it, does, it does go a little bit deeper than that. And we can all say, like, cute, cute phrases and, and quote verses. Um, but, but do you know your purpose is, is deeper than just a yes or no question? And so I want to know is... If you can answer that, yes or no, my life has purpose, well then, like, why? <laughs> What's the purpose? And that's not a yes or no question, is it? No. <laughs> See, that was a funny thing. I didn't even do that, also, do that on purpose. But we really do need to know why. Why do our lives matter? Because if you can walk around and if anybody asks you, does your life have purpose, and you can answer yes, but you can't answer why, then why would you answer yes? <laughs> right? Because this, this is where I find myself. I know that I have a purpose. My parents taught me. Pastor Steve taught me. Um, my friends and my teachers taught me. I know that I have a purpose. But you know what? When I go home, I just love to watch Netflix. Anyone? Anyone like Netflix? I love to watch Netflix. I know, I know that I have a purpose. I know that I have a purpose. But I'm really, really striving for those, like, 1,000 followers on Instagram. It's real life. I know that I have purpose. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm trying to slide into some DMs, and it's real. Right? Shoot. I know that I have purpose, but that, that like, super cute guy in geography class, he added me on Snapchat. So now what do I do? Uh-oh. Do I snap him back? I know that I have purpose, but why? 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 Why does your life matter? Why does it matter? And I'll give you one quick one for free, is, and I talked about this at Love is Red a little bit, but your life matters because God created you um, to be just you. He created, he created Eden Shifley to be Eden Shifley, and he put something special in you for all of us. And no one else in here has what you have for us. 
and, and he also created Gavin Barnes. And Gavin, Gavin, God put some amazing things inside of you. And, and it's not just for you. It's, it's actually for all of us. So that's why you need to get to know. I, I could ask you, what's your purpose? Do you know you have a purpose? And you could say, yes, Nick, I know I do. But if you can't answer the why, then why, why say yes? Right? So I want to talk about this tonight because this is important. This is important. Do you guys know that the, the, the way that you spend your time and what you spend your time doing has a direct impact on the purpose for your life? Did you know that? How you spend your time, what you connect to, and what you fill your tank with has, has a direct connection to the impact that your life is going to make. Think about, I mean, does anybody know who Sidney Crosby is? A couple people. Sidney Crosby, super good hockey player. Now, do you think Sidney Crosby just picked a hockey stick up two years ago and started, like, shooting around in the backyard, and now he's a professional hockey player, and he's all over Tim Horton's ads and everything else and makes a bazillion dollars? Do you know how he got so good? He put his time in. There's this, there's this weird-looking guy, super smart. His name's Malcolm Gladwell, and he has this rule. He has this rule called the 10,000-hour rule, and he says, if you, want to, if you want to find the key to success in any field, all you have to do is practice that thing for 10,000 hours, and you're going to do amazing at it. That's 20 hours a week for 10 years. It's a lot of time. And I guarantee you, Sidney Crosby's played more hockey than that. And that's why he makes such a big difference in the world of hockey. Do you guys remember, um, do you remember Luke Brendling? Right? Of course you do. He had a cool accent. He had, like, huge biceps, right? Like, he could have squished me in one second. And he had an amazing, amazing gift of communication. And I mean, the world, they, they would just say, wow, he's a really strong speaker. But, you know, we're Christians. We call it a gift, right? Because it is truly a gift. The Holy Spirit has given him that ability to communicate. And when I said, do you remember Luke? And you were all like, yeah, we do. Do you know why? Because the time that Luke spent preparing to come here had a direct correlation to the impact he had on our church. I got to sit down with him for a little bit, and he, he's, he's a cool guy. Um, and he, so he, he told me this one thing. We were talking about preaching and stuff, and he said, here's something that I learned in Bible college. He said, a professor taught him that for every five minutes that he was going to be preaching, he should prepare for one hour. So for every five minutes of his message, he should be preparing for one hour. That's a long time, Right? Like, for, for every, like, five minutes that it takes you to write a test, do you prepare for one hour? Doubt it. I never did. And, and, so, and this, is, this is crazy. So he was here. He spoke five times. Well, he spoke six times, but, like, first and second service, same message. Five different talks. Each one was at least 35 minutes. That's, like, 175 minutes of speaking. And he told me that he cleared his schedule for two weeks so that he could prepare to come here. Isn't that insane? Like, that's a long time. Like, two full weeks, and he was praying for you guys. He was praying for our pastors and for our leaders. He was praying for your parents. Can you believe that? He was praying for the, the, the amazing purpose that Koinonia as a church has, he and his friend Mark. And we can tell because he left a huge impact here. If you go up to any dad and ask him what he learned from Valiant, he would say, you know, it was a great weekend, and I learned a lot, but Luke just said this one thing. <laughs> or if you, if you asked me, I'd be like, yeah, you know, Luke's, Luke was talking about this. Everybody would, would go back to him, and do you know why that is? 
is because he, he spent so much time preparing. And the time that he took to prepare had a direct connection to the impact that he made on our church. What you spend your time on determines the impact your life will have. Jonathan and I, we were talking about a couple things for this message and, and as, as we were preparing together. And um, so we were just like, we were trying to think, we were just throwing some phrases out. And he's like, so like, what's feeding you? What's, what's filling your tank? Like, how do you kill your time? And when he said that, I was like, oh, how do you kill your time? When I was, at, when I was working at OW Sports, it's like a snowboard shop. And um, so this is retail, so I would roll in and like wipe the crusties out of my eyes and then try and like sell a snowboard to somebody. And it was fun, but there was a lot of people who would just come in, hands in their pockets, just like doing their thing. And I'd say, hey. How's it going? I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Like, okay. Well, what are you up to then today? Like, oh, just killing time. Just, just killing time. My wife's getting her nails done, killing time. And, and I didn't think about it much, but as soon as Jonathan said, what are your time killers? I was like, geez, we, we kill our time. And I don't know if, this is, if, if I'm the only one that this makes a difference to, but that, that metaphor just got me. Time is actually a gift that we have, and how you use it really determines the outcome of, of what you're going to do. So if you're killing your time, I mean, it's not going to resurrect itself, right? It's not how time works. And so while we were talking about this, I was thinking about, well, okay, how do I kill my time? Because we all do it. And there's this great little app, and it has this weird, like, logo, and it's called Instagram. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um... You're allowed to laugh if you want. It's fine, too. Um, so it's called Instagram. How many of you have Instagram? It's, no, it's fine if you don't. It's fine. I get it. My parents, whoa. My parents didn't let me have Instagram right away. It's whatever. It's life. You got to listen to your parents. But, and, and the thing about Instagram is it's an amazing tool. We, we're, we're running some ads for Christmas and concert through Instagram and Facebook. Go like the page. Um, and we, we spent only $30 last night. You know how many people saw the ad that we spent $30 on? 10,000. Isn't that insane? It's a, social media is a really, really powerful tool. So I'm, I'm, I'm not knocking it while I talk about this, okay? Because I love it. It's so much fun. I do truly love it. But Apple released this new thing, and it's called a screen time tracker. Have you heard about that before? If, if you don't know what the screen time tracker is, it's this, this new feature where they, they, they keep track of how many minutes you spend in each app that you have on your phone. <laughs> so when I open up my phone, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. So I set it up, and I was like, this is great, whatever. I probably spend like a couple minutes a day on this, a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there. <laughs> then after the first seven days, they, they give you a little notification, and they're like, hey, it's been a week. Here's how much you've used your phone. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I realized that I so, and and this this for me this this is a big deal. I don't know how much time you guys use your phones, but I I spend about one hour every day on Instagram. Might be average. Alora thinks this a lot. I could tell by her look. Um, but it's about an hour a day, and and so that's that's not that long. Sixty minutes. But also like if you add that up over time, it's a pretty long time. So I went ahead and did some math. Oh, nice. There it is. See, this is, the good, this is the math I can do in my head. So one hour, one hour on social media every day for one year. Then, then in one year, you've spent 365 hours on social media. If you, right? Okay. 
Wow. Mrs. Stevens taught me that. Okay. In a span, so now check this out. In, I mean, oh, sorry there, you beat me. Okay. So, oh, so who's in high school? Anyone? A couple of people. I love high school, man. Yeah, you're not in high school. What are you doing? Put your hand down. Okay, so how, who's in grade nine? Grade nines. Come on, grade nines. You guys are the true heroes. You're learning how to be a teenager in the world. I'm so proud of you. Never give up. So if, if in grade nine, you start spending one hour a day on social media every single day, we did the math, 365 hours, one year. But over all of high school, look at that, 1,460 hours. That's a significant amount of time, right? I mean, who, who agrees with me? Anything over 1,000 is a lot, no matter what it is. In 1,460 hours, that's a lot. It's a lot of time. That, that is, that's about 121 like days. I'm not talking 24 hours, I'm talking like 12 hour days from when you wake up to when you go back to sleep, 121 of those. So like think about what you do between when you go, when you wake up and then when you go back to sleep, all the things you do in that time and then imagine you were just sitting there, tap, tap, swipe, you know, scroll over, see the like the candid shot and the post shot with the swipes, you know what I mean? 121 days of that, that's a lot. And this is, these are my stats. I don't know what yours would be. Work it out if you want to um, feel convicted. So, so this, this is a long time. And, and really, when we think about it, in the grand scheme of life, when I swipe through Instagram for one whole hour a day, 365 hours in a year, like that, killing time. I'm just, I'm just kicking time in the head. Because it's not, it's not helping me. Maybe I watch a couple recipe videos, you know, watch a couple kids, kids get hit in the head with exercise ball. But like really... Like, kids getting hurt, it's a funny account. But, but really, I'm, I'm just killing my time. And, and, so, and so as I was preparing for this and thinking about it, I was, I was feeling a little bit uncomfortable with myself because how we spend our time has a direct impact on the way that you impact the world around you. Right? Whoa. I'm going to take a sip of water. So then... I did a little bit more math, but because I had to cut one in half, I couldn't do this in my head. So imagine if you spend 30 minutes of devotions, of time devoted to spending with God, you know, reading your Bible, listen to the new Young and Free Live album, um, like reading some, I don't know what else you read, just read your Bible, pray, super important. 30 minutes a day. I, am, I, am, I could never be charged with that. I wish that I could say I spent 30 minutes a day doing devotions, but this is a real generous stat for me. So, again, can't do it in my head. 30 minutes a day, every day for one year. That means you have 182 hours for one year of devotions. So now if you're in grade 9 and you start doing this every single day for all of high school, you get to, aha, 730 hours. So it's still a lot of time. Still a lot of time. That, this is, this is where it's it, it, it sunk in for me because I can't, I have no concept of 730 hours. Um, but that is about 60 days. 60 days. That's like, you know, you return between 30 and 60 days. Those are 60 days. That's what we're talking about. So, so imagine, because when we're doing devotions, we're, we're taking time out of our life, out of our swiping and our scrolling, and we're spending it on purpose to, to actually study what God says, to, to lean in a little bit to what the Bible says about your life. Excuse me, to take some time to pray, because, I mean, life's not easy. If, if I couldn't pray, I, I would be done for. Um, 
That's what we do during devotion. So imagine if you did that for 30 minutes every single day. That's, that adds up to 60 days. So imagine if you could spend 60 full days. You wake up. Jesus is there with some eggs and an orange juice. He's like, hey, we're going to have a great day today. And you hang out with Jesus all day. Then you go to sleep. And Jesus, you know, he scratches your head or does whatever you want somebody to do to help you fall asleep. Tells you a story, a little parable maybe. Um, gives you some warm milk. And then you go to sleep. Then you wake up in the morning and you do it all again. 60 days. Broxton, 60 whole days. Could you imagine that with Jesus? That would be insane. That would be so much fun. Right? 60 days with Jesus. Things would probably get weird. He'd probably say some stuff and you'd be like, oh. Or maybe he would like heal a person that you would like cross to the other side of the road if they were walking down the sidewalk. You know what I mean? We've all done it. He would go up to them. And he'd be like, hey, tell me your name. Tell me your story. I'm going to heal you. 60 days with Jesus. That would be crazy. So that today I'm sitting at my kitchen table and, and I'm practicing this. And so I read this and then I say to myself, what would I give up if I could spend 60 days with Jesus? And I said to myself, I would give up anything. And then I was like, oh, oh shoot. <laughs> I don't know if I would give up anything. <laughs> and then it hit me and I was like, man, would I give up 30 minutes of Instagram a day to spend 30 minutes with Jesus instead? That's hard. Because that 30 minutes, that adds up to, to 60 days. That's a long time. What would it be like for you if you could spend 30 minutes a day or even 30 minutes a week with some time with Jesus? How would that time impact the way that you live your life? I know it would be better than if you were just spending time scrolling. Because how you spend your time affects how you impact the world around you. And Jesus, he seems to think that when we spend our time, or what we spend our time directed to is correlated to the life that we live and the impact that comes from our lives. And Jesus, he calls, this, he, he calls it fruit. He, he, he calls the things that come out of our lives, he calls it fruit. And as you study Jesus a little bit, you get to know that he says some weird stuff. Um, but once you read it like a hundred times, it's super, super deep. So I want to I wanna look at a verse today. Um, in John 15, we're going to, I'm sorry, two verses actually. And could you put up on the screen for me? Because my Bible's not here. Um, this is a really neat story. John 15, Jesus and his disciples, I'll give you a little bit of context. They're, they're hanging out at the dinner table. It's, it's actually the, the last supper. So, so Jesus, after they finished doing the dishes and loading the dishwasher, he's going to the cross to die for his disciples. So this is like, this is pretty serious. This is serious. And so Jesus, he, uh, He's, they're, they're hanging out, you know, they're clearing, clearing the dishes or whatever, scraping stuff into the compost. And he's like, you know, guys, I, this isn't this verse, but he says, I'm the vine and, and you guys, you're all the branches. <laughs> and then he starts telling the story. And the disciples, I could imagine, they would be like, vine, you're a dude. Like, what? You're not Groot? That's what they're talking about. So then after a couple verses, Jesus says, he says, he, he says, abide in me and I will abide in you. A branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. And neither can you bear fruit, commas, or brackets, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus says this to his disciples. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It's a bold statement. Abide. Is, is kind of a fancy way of saying to remain, to stay, to stick, to, to stick with, or to connect to. And guys, you know, 
Jesus says, if you abide in him, he, he promises that he will abide in you. If you stick with Jesus, he promises that he will, he will actually stick with you. And, and that's pretty amazing. He says, a branch can't bear fruit by itself. In other words, if an, a branch fell off an apple tree, you're never going to see that branch on the ground growing a new apple. You will never be able to live a life that matters if you try and grow fruit while you're not connected to the vine. It's, it's, it's not going to work. And no matter how much time you spend, you know, reading, working hard on school, doing push-ups, watching TV, scrolling through Instagram, I mean, it will never produce the fruit that you want it to because you're not connected to the right vine. You're, you're, you're connected to something that, that's, that's really, you're just killing time. And the vine that you stick to, it determines the kind of fruit you're going to produce. An apple tree is never going to produce an orange. A, um, a palm tree is never going to grow blueberries. Like a, a um, pineapple bush is never going to grow a coconut. It's not how it works. A life spent trying to get like the most likes on Instagram, that will never produce the heart of a servant. See where I'm going? A life spent chasing the perfect relationship will never produce the self-confidence that it takes to actually be in a relationship. If, if you spend life watching Netflix, that will never produce the knowledge and the skill that you need to, to actually steward that gift that God has placed in you. Remember when I said, Eden, you, you have something special for all of us that God's given you. And, and same with Gavin. Gavin, you have a purpose. And I could go along the row and say that about each one of you. But if you're not connected to the right vine, you're never going to grow the fruit that God created you to grow. And it's, it's so, so, I mean, maybe, maybe you're feeling a little bit discouraged. Maybe, maybe you're thinking, man, I've been connected to the wrong vine. It's okay. Don't be afraid. Because Jesus continues to teach. And he continues to, to, to teach his disciples. And, and Jesus continues to say, okay, so a life spent in prayer, that is going to create the kind of faith inside of you that's unstoppable. A life spent in worship will, will bring this joy out of you that, that will never change. A life spent reading what Jesus said to his followers will produce a servant's heart that, that will change everywhere that you go. A life spent connected to Jesus, it will actually produce a young person that won't just like survive through high school, but you'll actually thrive. And you'll actually, if you stay connected to Jesus while you're in high school and in grade seven, eight and beyond, you, you're, you're going to change the, the environment around you because the fruit that God put inside of you to grow is going to come out. And, and a fruit is never for the tree that's growing it. You know what I mean? An apple tree never eats its own fruit, does it? You never see an apple tree munching on, unless you're in Narnia, munching on its own apple. That's not how it works. The fruit that God's placed inside of you guys is not actually for you. It's for those around you. It's to give away. Because that's what Jesus did with the fruit that God placed inside of him. The impact of your life is defined and comes out of how you spend your time. And so, so remember that question I was talking about at the beginning. Do you have a purpose? Yes, I do. Well, well why? If, if you're asking that still, I, I want you to know that you'll, you'll get the most fulfillment out of your life when, you, when you're living for something. When you're living for, for a cause. When you, when you have a reason to get out of bed, man, you're going to be so satisfied. And, and knowing what that reason is, knowing where it comes from, it's different for all of us because God didn't place the thing, same thing in Gavin that he placed in Eden. And, and he didn't place the same thing in me that he placed in Brennan. And so how do you get to know what God's placed in you? You connect to the vine. 
That's how you're going to grow the fruit that God's put inside of you. So I want you to answer this question for yourself tonight. What, what vine are you connected to? Because when, when I was, it hit me at the kitchen table today. And when I was thinking about what would I give up to spend 60 days with Jesus, I realized I was connected to Instagram. I wasn't connected to, to Jesus, who he says he is the true vine. So if I stay connected to Instagram, and I expect the gifts that God's put in me to come out, but I'm connected to Instagram, and I'm not connected to the vine, then, then whatever fruit Instagram produces is going to come out, and that's not what God created me. That would be like blueberries coming out of an apple tree. It's not how it works. Worship team, you guys can come up. Um, young people, Broxton, I'm wondering, who are you connected to? Who are you guys connected to? What vine are you connected to? What is your source? Where do you go to kill time? Ooh, yikes. But if, if, you, if you kill time with Jesus, if you kill time with Jesus, um, he'll always bring it back to life. Hilarious. He will always bring amazing fruit out of your life that you never knew was inside of you. Right, guys? Because Alan Meyer, this old dude that was here, he preached an amazing message. And he said this crazy thing. He said, he said we can open up an apple, see how many seeds are in it, only God can open up a seed and see how many orchards are in it. Yeah, think about that. I know. It blew my mind when he said it. Because I do believe that inside of the fruit that's going to come from your life, there are orchards that are going to come. Because, guys, God has placed so much inside of you. He, he's placed some amazing, amazing fruit inside of you. And, and so today, if you're wondering, well, why? What, what is my purpose? Why am I here? You guys got to get connected to the right vine. And maybe you're feeling like, maybe you're feeling like this thing coming up in, inside of your stomach. You feel a little bit anxious. Or when you think about, man, I've been spending a lot of time on this. Or I've been spending a lot of time talking to this guy. Or a lot of time watching this show. And, man, if, if I'm connected to that, it's not going to produce the fruit that I want. Um, I, I want to encourage you to, to lean into that uncomfortable feeling. Because maybe you feel a little bit anxious. Um, but that's actually not anxiety. Anxiety is a different thing. What, what you're feeling is, is actually the Holy Spirit. You say, Nick, the Holy Spirit, he doesn't make people feel anxious. You're right, he doesn't. But what the Holy Spirit does do, it says in, in John, the Holy Spirit actually convicts. He comes to reveal truth. And sometimes we think we feel anxious and, and we feel a little bit weird and our hands get a little bit sweaty when we're listening to something that makes us feel a bit uncomfortable. Um, but that's actually the Holy Spirit just pressing on the thing that, that, that vine that you're connected to that's actually not going to produce any fruit. And so I, I don't know if you felt like me today when, when I realized that I'm connected to Instagram and I'm not always connected to Jesus. That's okay. That's why I'm talking about it. Because I don't get it right every day. It would be impossible for us to do that. But we have some time now. And the worship team is going to lead us, lead us back into some, some songs and, and we're going to take some time to worship. And while we worship, I want you guys to it's going to feel uncomfortable, but I want you to lean into that uncomfortable feeling because that's the Holy Spirit just pushing you and saying, hey, you're not connected to the right vine. That's the Holy Spirit pushing you to say, hey, um, sp spend 30 minutes with me. Maybe start with five minutes. Spend five minutes with me because if you spend five minutes with Jesus, truly five devoted minutes, I promise that you're going to want to come back for more because that's the way that Jesus works. So we're going to take some time to worship.
and I, and I want, as, as you worship and, and you, you lift your hands, you close your eyes, you sing, you kneel, you stand, whatever you feel like you want to do, I want you to think about what vine you're connected to. And if that's Jesus, man, pull everything out of him that you can because that is going to, is, you're going to start to live a life that will impact the world around you like you've never seen before. And maybe if you're not connected to Jesus, it's as simple as like disconnecting from this vine and reconnecting to this one. It doesn't have to be hard, okay? So would you stand with me? Because we're going we're to worship. You can come up here. This stuff's going to go away. And I, and I want you guys to just, to just lean into what, what the Holy Spirit is saying because I believe tonight that, that there's some of us, like I'm going to be right over here reconnecting to Jesus and disconnecting from Instagram. There's some of us that, that need to do that. So we're going to sing a little bit, and then I'm going to come back up and invite up some leaders. And if you feel like you need some prayer, you feel like you have some questions, um, then come and ask them. Because I always say, don't go home feeling weird tonight, okay? Don't go home feeling uncomfortable. Talk to your leaders. That's why we're here. All right? So let's worship. Let me just pray for you guys, and then let's worship, all right? Jesus, we, tonight we believe as a generation that you are the true vine. And that apart from you, we can do nothing. And God, I know that you've called the young people in this room to be a generation that lives selflessly, to be a generation that represents you like no generation ever has before. And so tonight, I ask that you would, you would just push on that spot, that connection that's, that's not connected to the right vine. Push on that in the loving, uncomfortable way that you do so that we can take a step closer to you and actually say, Jesus, I can't do this by myself. I need you. Thank you, God, that you were with us and that you loved us and you will never give up on us.